Welcome to the Mindful Mess podcast. We are so excited that you're here to listen today. We're just going to be having a conversation around anxiety. At Liberty Church at the moment, we're doing a series called Mindful Mess, and we're going from mindful mess to mindfulness. So after this podcast and all of the sermons, you should be 100% healed and sorted. Um, so my name is Amy. I run Thrive, which is our counseling ministry here at Liberty Church. And today I have two guests with me, Gabby and Helen. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so firstly, I'd like to get you guys to introduce yourself, what you're studying st- or studied and what you do in terms of church or work. Yeah. So Gab's first. All right. So my name is Gabby and I am currently studying occupational therapy. I am one of the youth pastors at our Liberty West campus. I'm part of the Thrive team as well. And yeah, I I do a lot of running. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me. And thank you for having me. So excited. Yeah. Helen. Thanks, Em. So, um, yeah, it's wonderful to be here. My name is Helen and... I, well, we didn't plan this, Gabby, but I am an OT. (laughs) Um, I studied OT about 25 years ago. (laughs) And um, I have, I've always just had such a passion for, I don't like to talk about mental illness, but about mental health and Mm. and mental wellness. Mm. So I worked in the field of psychiatry, um, in chronic psychiatry, which is long-term psychiatry, in a couple of different hospitals, and um, I'm currently actually self-employed. I have a practice. My husband and I have a combined health practice, and awesome. a prevention is, I think, now my new favorite thing to be involved in. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. So cool. Looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. Two OTs. Two yeah. OTs. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you're saying about prevention is so interesting because I think I wrote it down here, but... Um, basically the theme in every podcast we've done is just to address how we can like be proactive instead of reactive to everything, anxiety, stress, like that. So yeah, I think this is good to have these conversations. So if people are listening, they can learn tips and tricks and tools, but maybe we can start off Helen. You did it so well at the Thrive meeting this last week. Could you explain the difference between anxiety and depression? Because so often they group together and someone might be like, I'm not sure if I'm anxious or depressed. Sure. Yeah. it's It's a great question. And I find people do throw those terms together in like one fruit salad, mm. you know. And what's interesting is is sometimes you can have both, both yeah. um, but you don't necessarily always have both. Mm. So maybe to start, to keep it kind of simple, mm. depression is really most often a um, an emotional mood disorder or a feeling of great sadness, great hopelessness, would you agree? Uh, Helplessness. So the feelings Mm. you would feel with depression are ones of despair and sadness. Mm. Whereas anxiety, it's much more an overwhelming sense of fear, dread, something bad is going to happen. I can't put my finger on Mm. it, but I'm actually on edge yeah. 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 I don't know if you yeah. would add yeah. anything yeah. to that. <laughs> I'm on edge, you know, but I'm on edge all the time. Mm. Um, and then if I can add this piece, mm. um, which is very, very helpful. And, and I don't know how much of my own testimony I'll get to share, but um, I have experienced anxiety mm. um, about 10 years ago, real anxiety, not as in I'm worried or mm. I'm a little bit afraid. But with, with depression, 
Another way that people can distinguish it is with depression, you often have no energy to mm. even get out of bed. Yeah. With anxiety, you're like on the edge of your chair, you can't fall asleep, mm. you, you actually can't settle down. And wow. with depression, you actually don't have the energy to even get up. Yeah, that's a good way. So that's that's the that's really different. The way your body experiences yeah. them mm. of, is very different. Mm. Now, if you have anxiety for a long time, you can imagine that might eventually wear you out, uh, which leads you into depression. Mm. Yeah, but it's not that common that people who have depression will always have anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's so good. So hopefully that helps. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I'm um, gags. I was just thinking. Obviously, with the pandemic, there's been such a rise. Like Mads was saying in her sermon, um, with all mental health issues. Yeah. Um, so obviously you are a youth pastor. So did you see that with the youth, and how did you kind of tackle that or encourage community in isolation? Or yeah, I think there's definitely been a. Uh, significant rise in anxiety and that constant fear I mean if you think about it as adults as mm. us and having study careers going to work and having responsibilities we didn't even know what was tomorrow looking mm. like now you have young children or teenagers following their parents who are uncertain that mm. there's like a double uncertainty sure. for them you know and mm. I think even the rhythm of going to school not going to school, mm. we're starting online. I don't have data to go online. I'm falling behind. There was that break in the momentum. And I, I believe even like in developmental stages for teenagers mm. to process what it means to be in a normal school setting. You know, I know sure. not norm, the word normal is not normal mm. anymore, but there is a conventional way of going to school, being mm. a teenager. And I think the past two, three years that has completely been scrapped out mm. and definitely see that rise at youth and just young people just asking and looking for help. Mm. You know, th th what I find is that they don't want actually somebody to talk to them. They just want to be heard. Wow. They just want somebody to listen. And, I mean, if you think about it as as parents, as guardians, mm. grandparents, um you have so much on your plate and where do you have time, you know, to mm. listen because you have your own anxiety. So I definitely think youth has become a, a place and I would say a safe place for young people just to speak. Um, you know, we can say that we can pray for you, your anxiety, but we actually have to be practical about mm. it. And mm. what I found is that taking them aside and just waiting you know, it's so weird. You're sitting there awkwardly like nobody's talking. <laughs> but eventually mm -hmm. they just say, like, I can't do this. And then that's mm -hmm. a wall down. And you're like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. How's school? And it gets to that point. I'm worried. I'm scared. I I can't go to sleep. I, I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that also tends, like Helen said, it's either you're falling on the scale of anxiety, then going back to depression, mm. staying there for, and you're so confused, you don't know what spectrum of the scale you're on. Mm. So you just, all of a sudden, you're just floating. And mm. I feel like a lot of young people are just feeling like they floaters in this, mm. this chaos at the moment. Yeah. 
So interesting because um, what you're saying about the parents and they have their own anxieties and stuff to deal with. When we spoke with Devashni on the Mental Health Toolbox earlier, the podcast um, in the series, um, was so good because as a parent, she was just saying to be so sensitive to what your kids are feeling and how they're doing and to, you know, kind of get off your phone and focus on where they're at and how they're coping with everything. I mean, when we were at school, like a two-week holiday felt like eternity and now these kids were at home for weeks and months and years. So, yeah. And that isolation made them feel even, you'd find an introvert is even as a hyper introvert now. Mm -hmm. And those that were extrovert have become introverted. Yeah. Um, Coming back to youth setting, um, youth doesn't look the same anymore Mm. where it used to be fun and it is still fun and Mm. exciting, but you still have those that are very hesitant to come stand in a group and talk. It's because of that that isolation Isolation. and the anxiety of being now reintroduced into a social setting, which is crazy. And just in terms of obviously Helen in your practice, how's isolation and COVID had, like had an effect basically on your patients? Yes, it's, it's had a huge. It has had a very very big effect. Um, I think families have isolated amongst themselves, mm. and so firstly you just you don't have families mixing with other families so mm-hmm. you you're not getting your encouragement from from other families yeah. and like you said like normal the normal social contexts that help us to get a different perspective about something have have fallen away mm-hmm. so definitely i think in our practice we've definitely seen patients um struggling more with self doubt Am on the right track yes. because they're not even going to work where you have your team around wow. you. Um, so you know, I've seen it in in that context. Another side I think is very important. I, mm. I just want to bring this up for mm. anxiety. Um, anxiety has a really big impact on your body. Mm. So you feel it in your body. Mm. So your heart races. Yeah. Um, you can't breathe as easily. Yes. You know, you might feel a bit dizzy or lightheaded, nauseous, yeah. nauseous, nauseous yeah. sweaty palms. Yeah. <clears throat> and and a good way to deal with that is really to be getting outside, mm. to go for a good walk. Mm. Um, just even sitting outside in the sun, the research shows just mm. being getting vitamin D. So even the isolation caused people to actually become <sighs> a lot more focused on their devices Mm. and even though you could sit in your garden many people chose to actually just sit in their homes Mm. so I think it's very important to realize there is a spectrum of anxiety and depression and if you're kind of in the early now if you've tried to think of imagine yourself on a line of one to ten where one is um, I'm coping, it's very mild, I have a bit of a worry, Mm. and 10 being um, I can't even get out the bed. Um, If you can keep yourself in that one to five on that scale, Mm. then, you know, then you're able to function a lot easier. And just do normal things again. Go and sit in the garden, go for a walk around the block. If you're anxious, phone a friend and say, listen, can we just go for a ride, a walk? You know, can mm. we go for a coffee? Mm. Um, that's if you're in that scale of one to five. Yeah. You, you can still do those normal things. Yeah. And so if someone's listening to the podcast and they are like a nine out of ten anxious and maybe something traumatic has happened this week or something um, and they're looking for help because of this podcast, they want to see what they could do, what would you advise someone who's really high, like an eight out of ten, a nine out of ten? Okay. What should they do? 
You know, I've been a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I've been a 6 out of 10. I've been a 1 out of 10. I firstly mm. want to say my, my greatest encouragement is it feels like it's never going to change. Yeah. Mm. When you're at that 9, you're mm. like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. So my first encouragement is to say to people, God does not want to leave you there. Yeah. That is not his design. That That's is true. not his desire. So he is going to help you move. But you have to love yourself yeah. enough to say, okay, God, what is it going to take? You know, do I need to see a doctor? Can I just go and chat to someone? Um, maybe I need to start doing a bit of exercise. Maybe I need to cut out coffee for a month, yeah. mm. cut out sugar for a month. Yeah. It's, it's about how much you're willing to just love yourself and wow. set an example even for your children. Yeah. Mm. Parents often worry about their children, but they wow. neglect themselves. Yeah. So my number one is, I want to say you're not going to always feel like this. Yes, There is hope. There is a way to yes. feel better. That's good. You can go from a nine and then next mm. week you might be an eight yeah. and then next week you'll come down. You mm. know? Um, find that one thing, one baby step you can take. Yeah. Wow, it might good. be a physical step, like I think I can go for a walk. Yeah. Mm. Or so it good. might be a spiritual step, like I think this week I'm going to – um, just join a Bible study yeah. or or sometimes it's just changing your diet. Mm. It, just find one small yeah. thing you can do, but mm. don't do it alone. Yes. Wow. God God is a God of community. Yes. Wow. He was Absolutely. born out of community. Yeah. He's a father. He's a son. He's the Holy wow. Spirit. Yeah. He wants us to find our mm. healing within each other. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And obviously, Gabs, you and I have spoken about anxiety <laughs> at length because it's something we've both really yeah. struggled with. Um, yeah, what would you tell someone who's listening? You Encourage know, them. Well, just listen like what Helen said about just having that community. Mm. I think even when we were like 2019, we just started our walking committee <laughs> and wow. it was Pandemic. so therapeutic. Yeah. Like yeah. we thought, okay, we're just going to walk to Ben. But it actually helped us in hindsight when we look back, we're like, wow, okay. Yeah. And it was so nice to be in community. And, you know, mm. like the one thing again, there's no shame mm. in having anxiety. No. There's no shame in asking for help. Exactly. Um, there's no shame in telling a friend today, mm. I can't. I'm struggling. Mm. I'm struggling. Can you, can, you, can you help me? Can we have a phone call? Can, mm. can you just listen? Mm. Um, because I think a lot of people find themselves in that place where they're like, I'm alone. Mm. I'm the only person yes. yeah. going yeah. through yeah. this right yeah. now. But and that's a lie. That is a lie. Mm. And like mm. to anybody that feels that way, that mm. I want to tell you that you're not alone. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we're not a community that sits and mopes together. We're mm. actually one that lifts each other up each other, yeah. and wants you to know that you can get up. Yeah. Um, and one foot out of the bed is better than laying mm. in the bed. Yeah. So I definitely think one of our favorite coping mechanisms, the clouds are not the sky. Yes. If you follow me, you know <laughs> that is my mantra for life. And it's just basically a technique that um, a psychologist had taught Amy and then had taught me, which was so cool. <laughs> and basically that the cl- the clouds are, are your thoughts mm-hmm. and the sky is your mind and just how clouds go in and out mm-hmm. and transcend and come in. That's just our thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mind remains the same. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I look at the sky, I'm just 
it, it's changed so differently because when you get that godly perspective that God loves you yes. so much, mm. like, you know, that sky is actually a canvas of what he wants for your mm. life. And if you let things cloud it, mm. you never get to see the true beauty so of the sun. It's so, mm. it, get, it can get so deep into <laughs> like the sun shining through the, the sky and even through the clouds. And mm. I definitely think that when you can just be honest with yourself, Yes. Um, it's a very big step. I think for a long time for myself, I just, I just didn't want to own it. How mm. can, how can I have it? Like mm. I, I do so much where you find that your hyper activity is because there's mm. that control that, mm. you know, you're not in control of your emotions. So you'll be in control busy. of and mm. busy, like for the wrong reasons and because you can't face what's mm. internally and internally in your mind yeah. going through so I think that has been one of my my ways of just you know the clouds are not the sky teach it to the youth mm. thinking <laughs> like a striker but I think more most recently is just to listen mm. um, the power of listening the power of listening and even just creating a space for Holy Spirit how can I help mm. this person right now mm. do we need a talk yeah. do we need to be quiet do we do we need to just pray yeah. and you and you're gonna give me the words mm. to pray? Um, Pastor Ash said pre- previously in his sermon um, a quote and it said, "Holy Spirit, um, come into my life and consume me so much that your ideas are mine." Mm. And I feel like if we can approach people that are in this place where they're feeling alone, that it's not Gabby coming. Mm. It's actually a representation of mm. your father that mm. loves you so much that doesn't want you to be left here that yeah. I'm not going to come with my own agenda and mm. my own. I think the last thing that people really want right now is your help plan. Yeah. Mm. They want, they want, they want something like for them. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. That's good. So good. And Helen, we were chatting just now um, before this, but we were saying, what Chris and I have observed in doing counseling at church is, and just in general, like an old school way of thinking was like, do not go for counseling. That's weakness. And do not ever look at medication or things like that. And now we've almost gone to another extreme with the young people of today, where it's kind of like, if you're not feeling well, stay in bed, don't go to work, but you could have that for weeks on end. And like, yeah, I see a lot of Instagram posts that are like, don't get out of bed, just relax, take the day off. Like, have that and I'm like okay but that's not going to be good long term so it's like almost the other extreme um and you were saying like in terms of having kids of such different ages maybe to just explain that like yeah what you're saying to me just now that the conversation is even so different now as as opposed to 18 years ago yeah it's true it's very true yeah I think what we were talking about earlier is just um it was amazing how that conversation Mm. came up I I have an 18 year old and a six-year-old so very different generations and Mm. just chatting at the dinner table with a couple of moms um recently Mm. many of them were sharing their struggle with depression anxiety but in a way where it was almost like I'm so okay with it and if this is this is my identity for the rest of my life it's okay Mm. um Whereas opposed to maybe a couple of years ago when my son was at school and with conversations with moms then, it was completely a very shameful thing. Yes. And mm. I, I I think we need to challenge people and each other to live in the middle of that. Yes. So 
it is really about what is my identity in Christ? Christ. What yeah. is that about? Mm. He doesn't want us to be just lying in the yeah. bed. He has he wants us to live empowered yeah. whole lives. Yeah. And he's willing to go on that journey yeah. with us, mm. but he wants us to be empowered. He wants mm. us to live whole lives. That yeah. means physically, spiritually, emotionally, mm. uh, socially, mm. relationally. Mm. He wants us to live empowered lives mm. so we can make a difference on this earth. You can't make much of a difference if you're just lying in the bed. Yeah. But on the other side, if you are not there yet, mm. he's also not giving you an identity of shame and yeah. guilt. Mm. He's saying, okay, let's do this together. Let's yeah. partner together. Mm. You know, I always love that God is about partnerships. Mm. Um, he's about partnering with us, but he also wants us to partner with others yeah. on mm. this journey. Mm. Um, so neither of those identities are healthy. The mm. one identity, mm. being, you know, mm. being, oh, well, this is just who I am mm. and there's nothing much I can do about it. Mm. And everyone's got anxiety. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. That's not okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> um, but it's also, my identity is also not, if I'm if I'm going through a season mm. of it, yeah. I think that it can be seasonal. seasonal. Yes. But mm. God will bring us through, through those yeah. seasons. Yeah. And talking about quotes, I read a lovely quote the other day. Um, I just actually want to read it here mm. so I say it correctly. It says, often... In anxiety, we are desperate for relief, but ashamed at the same time. Mm. The tension of I'm desperate yes. for relief. Yeah. Can someone please get me out of this feeling of helpless, I'm hopeless, I'm overwhelmed, mm. um, I can't make sense of life. Like we want the relief, but then we feel so ashamed yeah. to step up and say, let me just phone someone, a counselor, my yeah. pastor, a friend. Now, when the, when the need for relief becomes bigger mm. than the shame, then we see people get breakthrough. Yes. Mm. So we need people to say, I need my relief more than yeah. I need to stay in shame and guilt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's my prayer for, mm. for the people that I work with and for young people is mm. just go, oh, there's relief out there yes. for you. Yeah. you know, is. There is relief. Yeah. Um, and... and um, it's also important if I if I can just mm. say this, um, it's very important to distinguish between worry mm. and fear mm. and anxiety. Mm. It's really important <laughs> because I think um, all of us have worries. Yeah. yeah, we all worry about things. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're struggling with anxiety. Mm. And we need to be careful of the words we use because yeah. words are very powerful. Yes. Yeah. And if you keep saying, I've got anxiety, I've got anxiety, I've got anxiety, when actually what you have is a lot of worry, yeah. mm. then you cloud mm. even your healing because mm. yeah. you want to be asking God for specific healing. Like, I really struggle with worry. What is the difference? I mean, I don't know. Do you guys ever think about that? What's the difference between worry and and fear and anxiety? Mm. I think worry is a lot less, um, yeah, it's almost like it. I don't know how to explain it. I think it's almost a valid reason to, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. like worrying when yeah. you have a test. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. normal. It's a yeah. normal response. Yeah. Um, but anxiety would be like all consuming yeah. um, about a test. So like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. With the fear, it's like you, it's that anticipation. Like mm. you, it, it hasn't even happened yet, mm. but there's a, there's now a, <laughs> There's like something pre you can pre-empty like, yeah. okay, something's going to happen. I'm going to yeah. get hurt. Yeah. I don't want to do it. So now it's like worry plus something equals fear 
but now hyper worry plus hyper fear now hyper anxiety and i also think what the what a problem is happening is that like you said a lot of people on social media are mm. going to not like well resourced or well referenced pages and reading all these things and getting their own self diagnosis yeah. mm. and mm. now you like you said you you might be in a season of worry mm. but because you tick in these boxes of and you don't know how mm. to uh, read the analysis correctly yeah, you don't you don't have the wisdom you don't have mm. the discernment or the the medical knowledge to read what the outcome is or you go on google and you <laughs> do a test and yeah. all of a sudden it's all like <laughs> high high stress high anxiety yeah. and you're like okay this is who i am and yeah. i can't get the medication so mm. i'm going to just do everything every mm. detox yeah. way you're not fighting the root mm. yeah. so often people are are looking at the fruits yeah but we need to uh, come down to the root because it's if so we good. continually cutting at the fruits and say good. okay you know i'm a bit anxious that i have an mm. exam tomorrow that you know i can't pay my bills which is valid, valid yeah. they are valid like i do not go against mm. anybody how they feel about it mm. but if there's a root cause that i haven't studied mm. for the test or been bad now, with my finances i haven't been yeah. i've been bad with my finances there's something deeper to the mm. to the surface that we can see um but again i think with the season of covid and being mm. in isolation mm. there's so many past traumas that are coming that up are coming up now that you know you, you thought you had dealt with it mm. and because you're now seeing the fruit of it coming up you're like mm. oh my word this whole tree how can i yeah how can i even yeah. deal with it yeah. so yeah. i think that's also why there's even a higher anxiety because everything changes there's no stability mm. and i was sitting with this tree and once yeah. it was just a little seed true mm. yeah mm. yeah and also that's why we wanted to have these podcasts additional to the sermons um i was thinking in terms of the spectrum of like an old school thinking and a new school thinking um i know of someone who in an old school thinking is a lot older um believes that you don't get counseling you just yeah. suck it up and you just get on with life yeah. and Two weeks ago, they tried to commit suicide, and in my head, I'm like, "How can you you wow. not yeah. you know wow. how could you have See got to that link. point yeah. that like maybe now is the time?" So I hope through these, through the sermons, yes, through everything absolutely. on social media, the old school way of thinking, people will think, "Actually, let me go on the website. Let me actually yes, seek a counselor. Absolutely. Let me actually go to Mads. Let me actually go to Helen. Let me go. Let me do mm, this. Let me absolutely. just throw myself at this yeah. as uncomfortable as it is." And then on the other side of the spectrum, where it's in this younger generation where it's almost like like if Gabby broke her leg tomorrow she's not going to say my leg's broken for the rest of my life indefinitely yeah. until I die I'm going to have this cast yeah, you know you're going to want to progress and to have healing yeah. and that's not to say like there are mental illnesses that people struggle with their whole life yeah. I'm not talking about that yeah. and that's finding a good psychiatrist is on our website as well <laughs> but like I'm not negating that yes. but I'm saying just to always like you say say no I just am an anxious person I just am really depressed that doesn't help either so that's why we want to break these stigmas and to have these conversations to say like let's get healthier let's get better absolutely you know these conversations so so good yeah so um, I just want to ask when you guys have anxiety what is your go-to like love (laughs) worship (laughs) read the bible like what are your coping mechanisms yeah what do you guys do 
Such a good question. Uh, such a good, such a real, yeah. a real way of looking at it. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much about there's different kind of anxieties. Mm. And there's different levels of anxieties yeah. in, mm. in my life, in everybody's lives. Mm. So I think I deal with different anxieties in different ways. Um, some things... I love I love dancing. I love movement. Mm. So um, it helps me a lot if I get moving, yeah. um, and often it is in the form of dancing. I put music on. Um, I I love to journal. I love to write about uh, what is making me quite anxious, and then I ask the Lord for a specific scripture for me mm. around that particular so thing. I, I was I was in a car accident about two years ago, and so sometimes I have this like these anxious moments, you know, in the car. Mm. And for example, no dancing will help with that. And <laughs> sometimes I pray, but I've, I have I've learned some yeah. other like practical techniques, mm. which uh, are difficult to share in, in this mm. context. But mm. I'm sharing. I just want to say there are, there are a lot of practical mm. techniques. So there's mm. something called tapping, mm. which is lovely and mm. which helps when you're feeling anxious for a physical reason okay. if I can put it that yeah. way or maybe you like hate flying mm. yeah. or um so there's anxieties that are actually mm. physical yeah. like there's a physical reason for mm. them and for those I like to try Practical. and tap myself mm. or I'll do lots of breathing, breathing. work mm. um I'll you know that kind of thing um, but some things are spiritual. Like mm. sometimes you can feel this this yes. anxiety is like yes. a different spiritual yes. thing. I have to fight here for the mm. truth. I've got to fight yes. for God's word. So I've got to pray this one through. Mm. Um, I'm a lot older than you girls. Okay, <laughs> no, so I can no, talk no, about this. No, no, I'm going to talk about this one. So <laughs> some anxieties talk. Some anxiety can be caused by hormonal imbalance. Mm. So interesting, you find a lot of teenagers feel anxious, but then you have to say, well, why do a lot of women, for example, mm. in their late 40s or men mm. in their 50s feel anxious? It's because there's a strong hormonal component. Mm. And um, again, you can dance all you want <laughs> or you can breathe all you want, but if you don't have enough estrogen mm. or for our boys or our mm. men, you may not have enough uh, testosterone. Yeah. Mm you'll feel really anxious mm. or you don't have enough iron. Mm. You might not have even enough vitamin B. Yeah. All of those can make you feel mm. quite anxious. Yeah. And even through COVID, we saw people decline in vitamin D, yeah. all of that. So um, when I'm feeling hormonally anxious, <laughs> <laughs> I then have to yeah. take supplements. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it just depends on yeah. what, what it is. That's such a good approach because so it's the biology yeah you know yes. and you don't always think of the biological it's effect. probably like 60 yeah. percent of anxiety wow. yeah yeah and it's so true because if you think about it we always want to like fix what we can see mm, we want to yeah, we want to fix what we can feel yeah. but we forget that we are we do have chemical yeah. balances in our body. Mm. And because of the lifestyle and especially Joe in Joba <laughs> yeah. with this fast paced um, mm. life that we, our lifestyles, who has time to take <laughs> vitamins? Nobody, unless you put it in the container, put a reminder on your phone, you know. So I do think that with having holistic health, yeah. mm. not 
um, I think that's one thing that the past years has taught me is to become more self-aware. Mm. Listen to your body. Yeah. If you're thirsty, it's because yeah. you need water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it is because you climbed the stairs, but <laughs> you still need water. Mm, um, sleep is so important. Mm, you know, we, we 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 really um, take work. But too serious at times. Yeah. Because you can't even function mm. properly, effectively without sleep. Mm. Um, so that was just a bounce of a heel. And for yeah. me, it also um, it varies. It can mm. be journaling or praying or just mm. listening to music, um, talking to a friend. Mm. But I think more importantly, and the one thing we even discussed it a few weeks ago, is finding a truth. Mm. Finding a Bible verse mm. to yes. stand on and be yes. like, you know what, um, this is this is what I'm dealing with. I, I I don't think I'll be able to pass this test. I'm just using mm. it as a student. I won't. I don't think I can pass this test. And then you go fine, but I can do all things mm. through Christ who strengthens mm. me. You need a scripture for healing, mm. but by His stripes you were mm. healed. It's just. You know, the, the truth will always outweigh that lie. Mm. Um, and I always think of it as like, what can you hold on to for sure. that week? Or what can yes. I meditate on for that moment? Yes. And mm. um, in like my last thing is, um, you know, when somebody asks you a question like, can you come to the podcast? Can you can you come <laughs> shopping or are you busy? You have that like three second gap <laughs> to actually reflect with yourself and be like, do I have capacity for this? Mm. If my answer is no, it's okay. And I think we, we're living in a time where we overly use yes mm. because of the fear of being alone, yes. the fear of the flashbacks of COVID and being mm. alone and all of that and mm. not mm. having people to speak to, even in your own home. Mm. So now I want to overly be with people, mm. and but you're burning yourself out. Mm. Yeah. Um, so just having that quick inventory, do I have capacity? Yes. Mm. Okay, but I only have capacity for an hour mm. or two hours. Yeah. Or no, I not today, but we can do next week. Next week. Mm, that's good. So yeah. That self-awareness is huge. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for this discussion. I think it's only the beginning. Yeah, I absolutely. think we could have like 10 more of these yeah. discussions. Um, but all of those they're so, such practical tools. And I just want to say before we close, there's yeah. also um, help on our website. Obviously, you can get counseling on our website. Yeah. We have a list of professionals on our website. You can email me, amy at lty.church. But I'm just thinking for myself as well, if I need to upskill myself or educate myself, I love going to Dr. Henry Cloud's yeah. um, YouTube channel, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Yeah. yeah, it's just such helpful things about anything really if there's mm-hmm. any topics um yeah so i just hope that we've given enough resources yeah. we're also gonna have a ton on social media so look on our instagram page uh look on our facebook page liberty church so that you can get yeah. everything that we've got for you Absolutely. um gabs will you just pray for us absolutely lord i just want to thank you for every single person that is gonna listen to this and send it to somebody that needs to hear this, that they mm. they're not alone, and Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you are you are there with them, right now, uh, where they're feeling down and out, where they're feeling that they can't get out of bed, they can't they can't face tomorrow. Mm. I want to thank you, Lord, that you have gone before us, mm. and because of that, Lord, who and what can stand against us? Mm. So I thank you, God, for uh, creating a space um, for us to be 
real, to be vulnerable, and to be in community. Lord, I pray for people to find community, Mm. to find a space where they can be real about what they're going through, Lord. And I thank you that this this podcast series is going to not just touch one person, but it's going to touch multiple Mm. people that are in a space of despair. But I thank you, Lord, because of your light, darkness cannot be there. So I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your truth um, that does set us free. And Lord, we speak liberty over your people, for your children to come back to the identity uh, that they are righteous, that they are worthy, that they are loved, Mm. and that, Lord, they can face tomorrow. Mm. So I bless this this Mm. time, and thank you, Lord, for the the best and the testimony Mm. of how one podcast just changed and had an encounter with you. Mm. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks.